0: Jalen hood Shafino and Trace Jackson-Davis both look set to be drafted at Thursday's NBA draft we're going to get you everything you need to know heading into that uh, and what should be an exciting day for the Hoosiers you are Locked On Hoosiers your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Happy Wednesday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network. Your team every day. We're free and available anywhere you get podcasts, including over on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for always making us your first to listen every single day. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com/slash locked on college. They'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. NBA draft is tomorrow night. Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Huchafina both will be drafted potentially both in the first round, but let's get you everything you need to know uh, heading into that draft. So it'll be uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night, 2023 NBA draft takes place in Brooklyn It'll be on ESPN and ABC. They have different uh, kind of sets of analysts for each. Generally, one of them is more kind of an entertainment one, and one of them is more of a, like, knowledge-based one, to be quite frank. So uh, you can pick and choose whichever one you want, but you'll have two options uh, to watch this draft. TJD, JHS are going to be the 78th and 79th draft picks for the Hoosiers. Mike Woodson, some other members of the staff are going to be there, expected to be at the draft on Thursday, which is notable. I mean, there's a lot of recruiting going on, but the, both of the, or excuse me, Woodson and, and others will be at the uh, draft. Jan Huchofino is invited to the green room. It's, uh, it's still called the green room. It's a little different now. It used to be a room off to the side that was literally a green room. They would sit and wait and bring them on stage. now, they put them in the in front of the stage. They have a table. That's where I assume Mike Woodson's going to be at the table with Jalen hood Shafino and they walk up to the stage and get interviewed right after that. So Mike Woodson will be there. Trace, it sounds like it's hosting a private party. Some IU staff will be there at that as well. When it comes to pre-draft workouts, it's it's really interesting because you have two uh, kind of different approaches here. Jalen hood Shafino I was surprised it's been relatively quiet in terms of kind of the, the buzz about him. It's kind of double fold. Everything that you read is that there's a lot of buzz behind the scenes about him and he's going up draft boards, which we're going to look at some mock drafts here in a bit, but publicly he was basically not announced for any draft workouts, which is odd, I guess a little bit, not every pre-draft workout is announced, but a lot of them are. And for for Jalen Huchafina to not be announced for any is just kind of this odd coincidence, especially in 2023 where it's hard to do things behind closed doors. Now, the <laughs> the great thing about modern uh, the modern times and social media is that as I was researching, putting together a list of who he's worked out with. I couldn't find anything. So I tweeted that it was odd that he hadn't been announced to work, working out for teams. His uncle who is on Twitter replied to me and said that he has worked out for Toronto, Utah, Detroit, and Washington. All of those make sense. They are all high in the first round slash um, lottery picks. Basically, Washington's number eight, Utah nine, uh, Toronto is 13. Detroit is number five. And that's also interesting. We'll talk about that when we get to mock drafts, but sounds like Detroit really likes Jalen hood, Shafino. So those four places, if we are to take his uncle at his word, which there's no reason not to, he's worked out for those four places. There could be others there. That may be it, but by the sound of things, the pre-draft workouts have gone well. When it comes to Trace, he's been at a number of places, Boston, Charlotte Hornets, Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacers, L.A. Clippers, Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Utah Jazz, and again, not every pre-draft workout gets announced, so there could have been other places as well, but that alone is eight of the 30 teams, not everybody has a first-round draft pick but he's not projected to be necessarily a first round draft pick. So a lot of teams and a lot of positions uh, select or working him out. Uh, Indiana has a number of picks late in the first round, early in the second round. They have three picks between 26 and 32, which is right squarely in the range that he, that trace Jackson Davis is in uh, golden state would have to move up. I believe I don't think that they have a pick, really anywhere close, but they did bring him in. And I, I think that would be a great fit. Sacramento has the 24th and 38th picks. uh. So you can see the range. The Clippers are at 30. The Blazers are another team that would probably have to trade up. They're at 43, which feels pretty far on the back end. They're also at 23. So it feels like they're on the outside of kind of the range. It would be pretty early or pretty late if Chase was taken with either Portland pick. And then Utah is at number 28, so they are squarely in that range. So, that gives you a sense just from those teams announced what Trace's range is. Kind of late, mid to late 20s. Golden State does have the 19th pick, unless they trade back, I would be surprised if Trace goes that early. But that, that's a good indication of the range. Uh, Jalen Huchofino is seen it'd be surprising if he fell out of the lottery at this point, which is a top 14 pick. And then trace Jackson Davis is kind of that late first early second range. And there's a a non-zero chance that the Hoosiers walk out of Thursday with two first round picks, which is big. I mean, I know it it ultimately doesn't really matter. They're going to have two guys in the NBA, but just kind of being able to just simply say, We had two first round picks in the 2023 draft to go to recruits, to go to whoever it may be and say that that matters in that regard. You can still say we had two guys taken in the NBA draft, but two first round picks just sounds better. So we'll see. It'll be, it'll be close. It'll be interesting if trace is one, but Jalen Shafino is pretty much locked in and where might they go? We're going to take a look at some mock drafts, some some of the predominant ones, the ones I rely on the most and see where they are projecting Jalen and Trace to go. Before we do any of that, let's talk about today's sponsor, Bird Dogs. You guys know how much we love Bird Dogs around here. They make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better because regular shorts are made of restricting cotton, but bird dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud net fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And the best thing that they don't ever mention is how incredible the names are that they have for their products. So go to bird dogs.com slash lockdown college for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdowncollege for a free Yeti-style tumbler, You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Every day is Friday on the show. We'll do a little bit of a recap of the NBA draft. See if anyone signs as an undrafted free agent with Summer League teams. Uh, whether Miller Cop, Bryce Thompson whatever that may be. We're going to save kind of more analysis for next week. Cause I have a guest coming on that you, uh, every will probably remember to talk about where Jalen and trace end up at. So be sure you guys are subscribed. Also don't miss, uh, don't miss locked on NBA draft live on Thursday, pick by pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, And live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked on NBA Draft Live starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Locked on NBA YouTube page. If you guys saw the Locked on NFL Draft stuff they did, it looked fantastic. So I'm really excited to see what the Locked on NBA Draft stuff looks like on Thursday. If you guys didn't see as well, you want some feel-good news? Rob Fennessy was back at IU on Tuesday, donning IU gear Mike Woodson is having his camp in assembly hall right now. Uh, Rob Finnessy wanted to come back to IU and, and see some people and, and reconnect. And so they invited him to come help out at the camp to do that. Sounds like he uh, is making plans to play internationally, but all love he still has for IU. And I mean, IU fans are going to love him forever and ever. I'd imagine after that Purdue game and, uh, the heroics he had there. So it was just nice to see him back in assembly hall, NIU gear. Uh, it, w- it was a fun site. So go look that up on Twitter. If you guys didn't see that on Tuesday, let's look at some mock drafts and some interesting notes uh, coming out as we go. Things kind of develop fast. So I tried to wait as long as I could to do this, uh, but things could have changed by the time we're, we're podcasting most notably because it sounds like the Detroit Pistons really like Jalen hood Shafino. The problem problem is that they, they draft number five, and that's too high for Jalen hood Shafino. And they're discussing trading down to get Jalen Hood-Schifino. Uh, according to Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express, uh, he said, "Should Detroit trade down, Jalen Hood-Schifino has come as, come up as a prospect." The front office is high on, so it would be interesting to see. If you see that Detroit has traded down, Jalen might be going to Detroit this uh, this upcoming season. Instead, though, because they're not projecting any trades, Gavoni projects Jalen Huchafina to go to Toronto at number 13. There would be room there to play, most likely, Fred VanVleet. Is a free agent. It's unclear if he's gonna come back or not. He theoretically could team up with OG and Anobi, but OG very much might be traded this summer as well. So there would be playing time for Toronto if he were to go there. I I like the fit. I think it would make sense. And there wouldn't be quite as much pressure on him to win right away or anything like that. When it comes to trace Jackson Davis uh, draft express has him going 34th to Charlotte. I would be surprised. Charlotte has a number of big men, but that range is about right. 33, the Spurs, he could play with Wimby 35, the Celtics who we just mentioned he worked out for. So you kind of see that range, but Wouldn't hate it. The Hornets have a fun pick and roll player in LaMelo Ball that could throw lobs to Trace, but I would just worry about how much playing time he would regularly get there, and that I think is the biggest concern right now. The Athletic did a mock draft with every person that covers the respective teams. It was only the first round, but it was as high as I've seen Jalen Hood Shafino projected. Number 10. To the Dallas Mavericks now there's a little bit of a catch-22 here because Dallas is a team that is looking to trade the pick so if somebody wanted to trade up to get Jalen Huchafino this could be a place they target if he does go to Dallas it would be interesting Kyrie Irving will probably be back Luka Doncic is obviously there So he wouldn't start, but there would be a role for him. He would play both guard positions. I don't love the fit because I think Jalen at his best needs the ball in his hands. But he also wouldn't have as much of a burden right away to be the guy. There would be some, like Dallas wants to compete right away. So there would be some expectations there that I worry about. I don't love the fit with Dallas, but I'm not too worried about it because I would be surprised if Dallas is picking here, and I would be surprised if they took Jalen Huchofino. It's one of the only times I've seen him mocked to the Mavericks. So it's a different spot. I don't love the fit, but there are some positives to it. Trace Jackson Davis was not. Uh, projected in the first round of this draft for the Athletic. Over at the Ringer, though, both Jalen and Trace are first round picks. So Jalen comes in at number 15 to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Hawks are another team that have been discussing trades, trying to upgrade. So this pick may not be theirs by Thursday. If it is, again, another interesting situation they have both Trey Young and DeJounte Murray as ball handling guards again it'd be a situation where I don't know how much he'd have the ball in his hands and he would be expected to contribute for a team that is looking to bounce back and compete just a couple years ago they were in the Eastern Conference Finals I like it better than the Dallas fit but not a whole lot because Trey Young is a very ball dominant player And when he doesn't have it, you're probably going to have DeJounte Murray having the ball. So I don't love the fit, but again, it's kind of this trade-off of he doesn't have nearly as much playmaking burden, but I think he needs the ball to be successful or at his best uh, in the NBA. Trey Jackson Davis went number 30 in this mock draft to the Clippers. He would be a backup center there. I don't hate the fit. I actually kind of like it uh, Mason Plumlee was there last season. Trace would take his spot. Uh, the Clippers are always trying to compete. I think Trace could step in and play winning basketball right away. So I like, uh, I like him going to a contender because I want him to play at that level. And I think he can, he probably isn't going to start all that much, but he would get playing time as a backup center with the Clippers. Let's look at bleacher report to wrap this up. I gave bird dogs a lot of free promo there. I forgot to change the, the overlay for those watching on YouTube. Let's wrap this up over on uh bleacher report. Number 14, new Orleans Pelicans uh, considering Jalen or taking Jalen Huchofino. I say considering because in the, uh, this is from Jonathan Wasserman who is really good there. Uh, It says Hood Shafino is earning consideration as high as number nine from the jazz. We're hearing that we're hearing there's been a significant buildup of buzz on him during the workout season to the point where rival agents don't anticipate him being on the board outside the lottery. The lottery ends at number 14. So we'll be interesting to see if he gets to 14, how high he goes, things like that. New Orleans is kind of a mess right now with, Uh, Zion Williamson, you guys can go Google that. I'm not going to share that on here because that's a lot of uh, touchy subjects that we're just going to avoid. But if you want to entertain yourself a bit, Zion's been having himself some good times in the NBA is what we'll say. It's a bit of a mess there. Jalen Huchofino could come in and get minutes, but I'm not really sure what to expect with New Orleans right now until they figure some things out. I don't hate the fit and new Orleans has developed some guys of late. So there's some interest there, but I don't know how I feel about the situation right now because there's a lot of noise coming out of new Orleans trace. Meanwhile, would go to the Kings at 38, uh, I mean, I think DeMontis Sabonis is actually a player that is a pretty fair comparison to Trace. And so coming in and playing under him or behind him is good, I think. He would again be the backup center. Sacramento didn't have much size last season, so I think there would be a lot of playing time for him. Sabonis is one of the most kind of foul-prone big men that there are. So there would be opportunities for him to play. You're probably not going to find many places that Trace is going to come in and be a starter, but Sacramento was a playoff team, run a very pick and roll heavy offense, and he has a player in Sabonis that has a very similar skill set. All things considered, that I think that's a really good landing spot for him. Again, right in the middle of that draft range seems like 25 to 40, 42, 43 somewhere around there is the range we're looking at. So at 38, that falls right in there. So. Nobody's only one place is really predicting trace to be a first round pick. Things are unpredictable. It just takes one GM who really likes a player to change that up. So we'll see how things fall on Thursday. Switching gears a bit, a current and former IU player took place in the women's Euro basket. Oh, last week slash last weekend. We'll talk about who it was and how they performed during their games here in just a moment so for those probably unaware which is a lot of people uh, the women's EuroBasket basket is going on which is just kind of the euros for women's basketball and they took place in israel and slovenia israel is where yard is from also taking part on the latvian team is Alexa Goulbay, who played on last year's Hoosiers team. Let's start with Gerzon, who played for a Israel team that struggled. Uh, they went 0-3 in their three games, went out in the group stage. But she was probably their best player. Led the team in scoring at 11.3 points per game. Uh, was Shot 57.9% from the field. 60% from three and uh, it was six of 10 shooting from three. She only shot 19 shots across three games. So kind of that backseat role a bit that she normally takes, but led the team in scoring at 11.3 points, uh, grabbed 3.7 rebounds, had 2.3 assists. So kind of what you would expect from her doing a little bit of everything. Seven assists to six turnovers, had three steals, but Israel kind of got thumped in their three games, if I'm being honest. They lost by 50 to Belgium, 20 to Italy, and then nine points to the Czech Republic. So they bowed out pretty quickly in this one. Girzan, though, had a good showing and played well in the tournament. So a strong summer, strong start to her summer there at Eurobasket. Uh, she didn't really have one like individual standout game. Uh she had 13 points against Belgium again. It was a game they lost by 50, so I don't even really know how much to put into it. Belgium had three different four different players score at least 23 points. Uh Garzon had he ele- had 13 as part of three players in double figures. So that was kind of a, uh, destruction. It's hard to really look at any of these stats and blowouts and take a lot away from them. Similar in the, uh, Italy game. She had 15 points on six of nine shooting three or four from three led the team in scoring again, tied for team high honors. And then they wrapped it up against the Czech Republic, which was only a nine point loss. Uh, but, Garzon, uh, didn't play all that well, only six points, one of four shooting in that one. So not a ton to take away from it in terms of kind of individual games. Doesn't seem like there, it's not like she went into this and suddenly looked like a world-class point guard or anything, but it's good experience. Certainly to play in competitive international basketball, not many players in college get to do that. So especially like senior competitive international basketball. So if nothing else is a good experience. Uh, Finland wasn't in this. I know Hina Sandvik played for Finland last season and at times during the season this year. Finland were not in the tournament, so she was not playing in this. Latvia, though, did have Alexa Gulbe. I'm going to be honest. I didn't realize she was Latvian until I uh, saw some tweets about her competing in this. She performed really well. She was third on the team in scoring, second on the team in rebounds, second on the team in assists. She ended up shooting 46% from the field and 28% from three, but that was only on seven three-point attempts. Uh, She averaged 13.7 points, 7.7 rebounds. Latvia did come away with a victory in this. They went one and two, which still... They didn't advance out of their group, but in that win against Spain, Gobe had 14 points and seven rebounds finished third on the team in scoring. And Spain is typically a solid team. And uh, for Latvia to come away with a win is impressive. Nicole Cardona Hillary was not on that Spain team. Uh, They played Greece in the next game and lost Gobe finished with, Fifteen points and nine rebounds in that one on five of ten shooting, and then they wrapped up their EuroBasket run in their final game against Montenegro. They lost by three. Uh, Gulbe finished with I'm trying to find it here, just five points. I knew she struggled in that one. Five points, seven rebounds, three assists in that game. So came up a little bit short in that final outing. And I think it was that game that kept them out of the knockout rounds that, uh, Latvia went one and two. If they would have won that game, they would have advanced to the knockout rounds. Uh, Spain and Montenegro each went two and one and moved on. So it was kind of a winner take all game that they fell in and ultimately lose. The tournament isn't over; it's still going on. But that is like uh, that's the end for the Hoosiers players. Israel going zero of three in that group. Also, they bowed out. It was only sixteen teams that took place in this. So, uh, both Garzana and Gulbay. Part of that is fun. Good for the Hoosiers. I feel like this is something that you can build on. It it certainly is good for individually for Garzon, especially who's coming back to the Hoosiers to have this experience. I don't know if Indiana can kind of look at this as some type of recruiting positive. There's probably a way to spin it. I'm just not sure what it is, but Indiana has been recruiting internationally more. So maybe having this type of footprint in the women's Euros is something that they can continue building upon. It's interesting, but it was cool seeing both of the uh, those ladies find success in this tournament individually even if their teams didn't. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Every day here's Friday on the show. We'll be back to talk some NBA draft stuff and all the latest news heading into the weekend. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already at L O underscore Hoosiers, subscribe to the podcast, leave those ratings and reviews. Helps us out a ton. As always though guys. Appreciate all the support you give us. Hope everybody has a great Wednesday and you get through hump day. And most importantly, LEO.